Hey there, Brian Castle here. I'm the founder of Clarity Flow here with another conversation on Clarity Cast. Talking to my friend, Chris Lemma. Chris is a longtime business coach and entrepreneur and business owner and CEO of multiple companies. Great wide ranging conversation with Chris as I always have kind of like the 2023 update from Chris. One of the things that he is involved in right now is a thing called Motivation Code, which you can find at motivationcode.com, their company motivation, motivation.ai. We're going to motivations.ai. We're going to get all this linked up in the show notes for you. But we spent a good deal of time talking about assessments. And this is a new kind of assessment that really draws on your past experience and your past achievements to, to inform who you are and what motivates you, right? So we talked about that and, and assessments in general and how assessments can be used in the coaching practice and when in, in, some, in cases where it might not be so useful for coaches. But you know, this is a really unique way to, to think about motivations, which is really at the core of a lot of different coaching. We also got heavily into Chris's actual coaching practice and how he prices and packages up his services how he balances running a company and doing coaching. I hesitate to say on the side because it's still a, a significant part of, of what Chris does and, and his identity. And we also talked about like energy management, you know, your personal energy management to, to give yourself and your, and, and your insights and your energy to multiple different things, one of them being coaching. I know there are many coaches out there who are sort of balancing, you know, running a business or working in a job with offering coaching. And we got into that with, with Chris as well. So really good conversation. Here it is. My talk with Chris Lemma. Enjoy. Chris Lemma, great to connect with you again. It's great to see you, buddy. All right. So, um, so, you know, you've been a long time coach and we've known each other for uh, several years now. And, you know, we've, we've done many different podcasts together. This one I really want to. Uh, well, I I think we'll we'll certainly get into your coaching practice, which you've been doing for for many years, um, really effectively. But the more recent development in your career path has been this thing, motivations AI, which seems super interesting. I actually had the opportunity to go through the assessment on on motivations a couple like last week, and it was really interesting to go through it. So, all right, I mean, like, why don't we start there? What's going on? Tell tell me about this thing. Where did it come from? What, what's it all about? So in, in the year 2000, I had a buddy take an assessment and he knew I was a leadership guy. He knew I was big into those kinds of personality assessments. And he goes, I took one that will blow your mind. And he said it was called SEMA. And it was like, you start with these achievements, you know, what he called it an achievement story, things you did where you felt like, uh, man, Time flew by. I was in the zone. Uh, I was deeply satisfied. I was given energy rather than having it depleted. Like he was describing this thing. And he's like, so I, I had to write eight of these stories and I had to write like two to three pages per story. And I'm like, and then, then what happened? He's like, well, this PhD reads it and he connects all the dots. And then he tells me how I'm wired in terms of my motivations. And I'm like, that's incredible. So I go try and find SEMA. And it turns out it's available for NASA, Disney. It's how they found the, the deans of, of Princeton and Harvard. All these big corporate things, nothing available for the everyday uh, person. Mm. 
Um, and so I was like, ah, oh, I, I, like, I can't, I can't get a hold of this. But I did take that achievement story dynamic, and I started using that in my coaching uh, 23 years ago. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is a perfect entrance into how to work with people is to understand kind of where they're lit up and then, and then move things from there. So uh, it left an imprint and I've been using achievement stories forever. And then uh, last year in the middle of changing jobs, the, the chairman of the board said, you have a, you have a lot of history with companies. I had bought by that point, 44 companies and sold seven. And so he was like, if I give you money to deploy, can you, can you, can you do it? And I go, sure. And then you know, that was kind of one conversation. And then all of a sudden, I, I get pointed to this URL for an assessment. And it's like, you know, three stories and answer some questions, rate, rate some stuff. It's all online. And it gives me a, a, a report. And so I tell the guy who's running it, I go, gosh, this is so similar to something that I experienced back in 2000. He goes, oh, SEMA. And I go, yeah. He goes, this is based on SEMA. And I go, okay, tell me more. And what we found out was over the course of 20 years, there had been a lot of little splinters. They'd broken up and, and one had gone into one space. And like, like they created a new company every time they wanted to go into a different vertical market. Mm-hmm. But then every time they went into a different vertical market, they also changed the, the language, the nomenclature. So they were, they were essentially splintering intellectual property uh, rather than bolstering it, right? Like if you had five, yeah. if you were in five markets, and you were growing the single IP, then people would have heard about it. Uh, in, on the other hand, right, they had splintered and splintered and diluted the intellectual property. Mm-hmm. And so I said, I want to buy them all. So last October, uh, while I was at my conference, uh, I, you know, and they, these guys had a lot of different investors. And so there was like 27 investors. We had to have them all sign on the same day or else oh, the wow. paperwork falls through. You, you, you been through this. You're just like, okay, if I want to do a deal, I got to do the deal. Right. And, and it was, they had to sign over all intellectual property. Like if I couldn't buy all of it, I didn't want any of it. But last October. And, and that's like to this concept of, of the assessment of like, like it's, taking, it's, taking stories. It's the, and It's the underlying science of motivation and the five different companies that had kind of splintered out and had different licenses and, and IP mm. around this. And so last October we bought them all. And so I bought five companies and merged them into just one, uh, which is called Motivations AI. And we're still in three markets, the nonprofit, colleges, and in corporate. But in corporate, we made the shift to say, I want to go down market. I don't want to make this the thing that you know Nike and Apple and NASA get to use. I want it to be available and useful for, for anyone. And, uh, and so our first, our first, this is back in October, right? But you and I have had this conversation about Clarity Flow for years where I'm like, I love this tool for coaches. Mm-hmm. And then you went and interviewed a bunch of people who all agreed with me, or at least I agreed with them. And we all said, yeah, coaches, and you and Clarity Flow has pivoted to coaches. Well, last October, I was like, I want to take SEMA into coaching. So we, we said corporate, but our focus would be in, in coaching. So we did two things. We obviously, we went back and refactored the product Uh, And that's uh, called the Motivation Code or the M Code. And you can find that at motivationcode.com. When you get there, uh, you will discover that there's the, you know, you can buy a single assessment or you can sign up as a coach 
and get up to 200 assessments per month, meaning you can be using it without paying every mm-hmm. time you every time you proctor it. And we and to make you know to make it aware for coaches that we're doing this, we then spun up another website separate from Motivation Code uh, called Coach Factory. Mm-hmm. And CoachFactory.co is on its way. It's not there yet, but it's on its way to becoming the single largest online resource for coaches that is absolutely free. And so it's a it's a top of the funnel play. It's an aggregation play. Mm-hmm. As you know, when you're moving, you know, clarity flow into coaches, the challenge is that um, coaching is a $17 billion game per year, but $16 billion of it is disaggregated. It's all over the place. So yeah. if you're a coach, you end up being like, lost you're floating on an island out in the middle of the ocean and you're like uh there's there's no there's no places where we aggregate there are tools yeah. but there are tons of tools and there's no one like we all use this tool and there's websites there's tons of websites and most of those websites are selling you something and so then as a coach you're like well but i don't know if i'm buying into their methodology mm-hmm. i have my own methodology so we said we want to build a segregating place for resourcing coaches whether they use M code or not, right? Just an aggregating place so that we pull people together. And so Coach Factory got launched. We have a, a podcast that's just four or five episodes in. We have free resources. We have VIP resources, which you get as a member, um, but the membership is free. So yeah. that's our way of aggregating. And then eventually we'll show them, hey, you should use M code for your coaching because it's really powerful. I think it's so exciting uh, what you're doing there. Um, not only the the M code and, and, and like motivations AI and and then this Coach Factory uh, community resource uh, for coaches. You know, one one of the things that I just keep on learning through through this podcast and through all my um, conversations with coaches is, you know, in in some ways like coaches are pretty similar in terms of like how they operate and structure their their businesses. But there are it's it, it's still as you say like it's so fragmented and there's so many different paths and tools that you can go and i mean it, it it it's really growing because it's like there are so many people who have all this expertise and experience in an area or in an industry where coaching is just becoming like an option for them you know where or where they might have all that knowledge and experience kind of locked up in a in a corporate structure somewhere now you know, between remote work and asynchronous and online communities and resources and, and people seeking more people seeking coaching. Um, these opportunities are, are pretty exciting. Yeah, I mean, there are so many different things I can get into with you. One of the just assessments in general is an area that like, I'm still sort of like learning about, um, but I've had some exposure to it recently through, through your assessment. I, I recently went through a different one and I'm curious to know how, how are you and and other coaches using assessments in uh, in the coaching process? Like, it, is this a really common like starting point? It, it seems like some coaches start with this as like a. I don't. I don't think it's common. I think. I think what you'll discover is the challenge of using an assessment is the variability that happens afterward. Mm-hmm. So if I assess, let's 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 make up an assessment, right? And, and I go, okay, I'm a coach and you're my, my coaching client and you show up and I go, Hey, I'm a business coach and I'm excited to work with you. And uh, I'm excited about your business and what you're up to. So let's get together. First, take this assessment. I want you to answer five questions. And at the end of these five questions, I'm going to know what color 
is 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 you like what are you blue are you red are you green are you yellow whatever it is the implicit assumption with starting with that kind of assessment is that my moves in coaching you will now change based on your result the way i coach blue is different than the way i coach red is different than the way i coach green and that's what makes it super complicated because if you're a coach who says I have a framework, I have a process, I'm gonna move you through this process. What you're often saying is, I'm gonna move you through this process regardless of what color you are. Mm -hmm. and, and the hard part about that is, we end up then having to build a pre-sales mechanism that figures out, well, if my, if my system's really good for blue, then my pre-sales mechanism is to find all the blues and get rid of all the yellows and reds because I don't want to look like a, a dud, right? I don't want this to not work. Early in my coaching career, I I, I started coaching a woman. Uh, it failed miserably. Uh, it, it lasted two sessions, and um, the second session we go in and sh and, I'm, and she's like, "Well, I, I don't learn by reading." So that thing you sent me to read, I didn't read. <laughs> and I go, "Okay, what about the video I sent you? I, I don't learn by watching videos." I'm like, okay, you don't learn by reading, you don't learn by watching videos. Um, well, we had this conversation. Did you did you process the insight? The no, I I don't spend a lot of time reflecting. And I'm like, I I don't know what you want me to do here. Like you cut off my arms and legs. Like like I can't help. What years later, what I discovered is that there's a whole group of people who only learn by doing. In which in which case <clears throat> in which case. You can't give them the here's to read and here's to watch. You go here, do this, and then they go do it. And then they're like, oh, my hands were in the soil and I figured something out, right? Um, but I didn't know that at the time. And so I was just like, I'm sorry, I, I can't help you, right? So assessments are an advanced approach in, in most cases. I think because they presume that the coach then knows how to shape or adjust or change how they approach someone predicated on on their results. Now, with motivation, we believe that once you know someone's M code, you can rethink how you approach it. But it's not going to be for every coach because some coaches are like, no, I, I know what I do on week one and I know what I do on week two. I'm the extreme opposite of that, which is I have 72 different frameworks, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's no, there's no, we're not going to start in the same place every time. We're going to figure out what you need and we're going to adjust and use that. That's I have discovered over time, that's not everybody. But I think when it comes to an assessment, if you find one that works for you, that allows you to pivot and go, oh, okay. If they are in the, in the motivation world, if you're a driver, you are someone who wants to just tackle a problem and go to the next one. It's like running hurdles. You jump over one and you're ready for the next. And, and a driver is like, give me the task list. So when I'm working with a driver, I'm going to give them things to do. If you're an optimizer, you're, you're not looking for tons of things to do, but you're look, the challenge is how do you get, you know, how do you improve efficiency? How do you get a little bit better? How do, and so you want to give them a problem and give them time to work it through and make it better. And so I find the MCODE incredibly powerful for coaches, but... Um, you might find that great with with Enneagram. You might find it with Strength Finder. You might find it with something else where you go, "This assessment really helps me," and then and then I'm I'm all for saying to the coach, "Use it. Use whatever works for you that helps you get better connected with customers." Yeah, it's really interesting. I I haven't done 
that many assessments. I've just done a couple, and that was the most recent one, the motivations one that, I, that I've done. And one of the things that I found interesting, I don't know if this is common among other other ones, but motivations, it actually required, it actually asked me to to just freeform write um, yeah. answers. And, and it was sort of like the, the same cycle, I think four yeah. or five times, right? And you know, like, like recalling a, a, a time in my life that, that gave me a lot of energy and, and there's yep. much more to it than that. But I thought it was really interesting. You know, other assessments that I've had were much more like true or false answers or, yep. or multiple choice. It's so, um, so that's the, that's the core reason why I think M code is different. Um, and, and that, that was the thing it was like, I, yep. I think just the, the act of going through it was the kind of illuminating of, of like, the oh, the, of these defining, are the things that, that I find important to think about, you know? The act of defining your achievement stories is in and of themselves incredibly powerful. That's part one. The other part is we're not making up scenarios. In almost every personality test that you take, it says on a Friday night, would you like to stay at home and read a book because you have no friends? Or would you like to go out, drink, party, and end up in jail? And the first response is, well, okay, hold on a second. Those are really extreme. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I, I, like wh why are they so extreme? The second is, I choose different things on different Friday nights. Mm -hmm. how, how do I do this, right? So we don't make up scenarios. All of the questions in the M code are predicated on your achievement stories. And so we've had folks come out and just say, just defining, just thinking about and defining four achievement stories in my life was just illuminating mm -hmm. just to go back and go wow how come how come those things are so powerful and yet i'm not shaping my life to do more of those things and and yeah. i talked yeah, to I a mean, guy i found myself pulling stuff from when i was a kid from when i was a teenager you know yeah. uh, decades ago and it's like why am i even thinking about that right now in my 40s you know yeah. so okay so motivations ai as a it's like what right now for you in 2023 what is sort of like the the pie chart of your time and effort and and, and areas? Like we, we've got motivations, we've got your coaching. Uh, what else is going on in in, so, in your life so here? I am I am the chief product officer for a technology company called Cherith, and that is where I help design some products and leverage some technology. Uh, it is focused in the faith tech space, and uh, about. 15% of my week is spent running that. It's it's pretty lightweight because we have people executing on things and I'm just at the top of that. I spend another 75% of my time as the CEO of Motivations AI, which includes Motivation Code and Coach Factory and True Motivate and True Center, which are different brands for the different segments we're in. I'm the CEO of that and that is wholly owned by Cherith, meaning my job in one allowed me to spin up and build this company and and take that as my main job. So so let's say 75% there, and I think I said 15% on the other. That gets us to 90, I think, if I'm doing math right. And so then 10% or 8% remaining is coaching uh, and 2% is running a conference I run every year called Cabo Press. Uh, so four hats. Uh, if you know me every single day, whether I'm indoors or outdoors, I'm wearing a hat. So I'm really comfortable, but I've been coaching for more than 20 years. I've been running Cabo Press for 10 years. I've been leading product development and, and the stuff I do with Cherith for more than 25 years. So all of it feels very comfortable. I'm feeling very- yeah. And it's all I'm very in, connected, right? Obviously, And like they're all, and they all leverage each other. And so I'm, I'm very much 
comfortable in my shoes, not one of those roles ends up being uh, stressful or friction inducing. Uh, and one of my buddies who, who has been a coach and ran a product company and I coached for a period of time uh, is one of my good friends, Sean Hesketh, mm -hmm. who used to run WP 101, but he sold it and he joined me at Motivations AI. And Sean is inside the company and watching me run Motivations AI. And, and he's like, hey, you're doing all the stuff that you told me to do as a coach. Like I'm watching you do all the, like you use this framework for this and you're, and I'm like, of course, like why, why, why wouldn't I, Practice you know, you preach, eat, right? eat my own dog food. Right. And they were like, yeah, but that's not how it always works. I'm, he's like, now I get a front row seat. I, like I'm watching you put it all together. And I'm like, yeah, it's fun, but it's not hard. Right. Mm -hmm. It's, it's fun because you're like, I know the plays, I got the playbook. Let's go put this together and make it happen. It's been really cool to, to see this develop and, and, and come up over the past year, you know, and just the fact that you're, you're working with Sean and, and I think Jennifer Bourne and, and the rest of yep. the team there, it just seems like you're, it seems like your, your crew is actually coming together and, and putting some, yeah. putting something really, really cool together here. I'm, re I'm really excited to see how this develops. Why don't we get into your actual coaching a little bit? Um, yeah. Even though it, it's sort of a, a small portion of the pie chart, I feel like it informs everything that you do. And it is probably one of the things that you, that from what I understand, like even throughout all your, your, throughout your career, you've had all these different positions at different companies, but like the coaching has been the constant, yep. you know, what does that, you know, one thing that I, I just constantly wonder about with, with you and with many other coaches is like, how do you have the energy, <laughs> you know, to, to give all these other people? Cause it, it cause, I mean, just, just this one call that we're on today, like right now, this is going to like wipe me out for the rest of the day, you know? <laughs> like, so like, how, how does this actually work from an energy standpoint? Yeah. Well, uh, if I didn't love, uh, if I didn't love this, if I didn't love sitting down with someone and, and realizing in this moment, in this one transactional call, in the, in the 30 to 40 minutes that we're going to have together, the puzzle is, how do I deliver value to you? It's not about me. It's not about my history and my experience. It's about delivering something to you that has the potential to pivot or change uh, what you're doing and increase your chance of success tenfold, a hundredfold, right? And, and if that puzzle right? The thinking behind it, the evaluation, the, okay, I think I have an aha moment, but now what are the stories that you back, you know, you back into to go, let me start with a story and then get you to the aha and then see if it hits for you. If that wasn't energy giving, then I probably would have stopped coaching in year one, right? Mm -hmm. But, but a lot of what we do, a lot of what you do, a lot of what I do in our day-to-day -day jobs is rinse and repeat. There is nothing there is nothing good that happens by just having one at bat. There is nothing that we don't find success because we just walked up to the plate, hit a, you know, hit a, a grand slam and walked off. That's not how it works, right? The best baseball players hit one third of the time, right? Yeah. I mean, you just have to keep doing the work. The problem for me is that while I have all the drive and all the uh, perseverance to do that, mentally, that's not always stimulating. Right. Mm -hmm. Mentally, it's like, I got to write another blog post or I got to record another video or I have to have another meeting and navigate a strategy. And if, and if that doesn't fuel you or give you the energy, then you got to figure out what does. And so for me, what I've discovered is all of that puzzle of, okay, how do I, how do I help Brian? How do I drive it forward? What is the biggest 
roadblock Brian has to his total success. Okay, what does that mean then? How do we backtrack? How do you, what's the aha? And all that puzzling all in real time, because you can't be like, hey, it was great chatting with you. Three days later, here's this idea I had for you, right? It's, it's dance monkey dance. It's right now. It's pressure. It's figure out how to deliver. And that for me is energy energizing. Right. Yeah. And so then I'm like, oh, I love this. Like book another call. Book you another know, call. I, I totally relate to that. I, I don't do coaching myself with other people, but I, I am in a couple of mastermind groups and I go to places like Cabo Press and everything. And, and what I find it so refreshing to to just dive into somebody else's business for for a couple yeah. hours. You know, like yeah. it's 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 literally like a not that I'm relaxing, but it is a break for me from from my own stuff that I'm dealing with day to day. Yep. to to really like dig in with someone else and and understand what they're going through right now what's on their plate it it's there's i think for you know business folks entrepreneurs like us like our our brains are always turning and finding problems to try and solve right and it's just kind of refreshing to solve somebody else's problems than the ones that we're we're looking at well if you, you know? if you take coaching out of it yeah if i if i didn't coach i would have you know hundreds of frameworks and no place to use them. <laughs> right. Right? You have you have these models or ideas or ways to think about things or stories. You know, I, I just went to a, a, a relatively large conference last weekend and uh, 1,500 people are there and I must have had 400 conversations. And in every conversation, I'm using a different metaphor, a different approach, a different strategy, a different something. And I just think without that, now, those weren't coaching calls. Those were just individual call, conversations. But without that venue to do those things, then you go, what, what am I doing with this, right? And, and so I found that coaching is a great way to engage, but also a great way to release the stuff that's bubbling inside that you're like, here, you know? And when I, when I did my blog back, uh, not, not two years ago, but, but 10 years ago, I guess, where I wrote every day, right? 2013. It was because I'd moved. I'd moved from Northern California to Southern California. I was in San Diego. I had no more coaching clients. And I had all the stories and no, no venue to place them. And so mm -hmm. I was like, well, I'll just go to my blog and just start writing and just nice. crank out one article a day. So for folks listening who, who maybe they are in a job or maybe they're running a business, you know, for with like most of the the time in that pie chart, right? But they're but they have something to offer as a coach. Maybe they're they're interested in move in in transitioning into into more coaching. How do you handle it, like logistically, like not just like energy wise, but like I don't know, like even just like dealing with hours and yeah. splitting up your your days and your weeks between giving it to your job or your business versus like taking on a couple of clients or coaching groups or whatever it might be. Yeah, that's a that's a great question. So for me, it's not, it's not the same for everyone, but I start my day at nine, my work day, which means I have a seven o'clock spot and an eight o'clock spot on, on most weekdays. Now, I don't like to do seven or eight on Friday mornings because Thursday nights I stay out late at a cigar lounge and smoke cigars till one in the morning. And so that would make it harder to do a bunch of Friday morning calls. But I know that Priorities, I have- you know. <laughs> yeah, priorities. I, I, I like. I should. I should have said. Well, take the whole pie, cut it in half. The other half <laughs> right. is smoking cigars, right? But but you go. Okay, so I know I have a seven a.m. and an eight a.m. And that's also when I'm fresh. I'm the sharpest. And I go. Okay, let's let's get. You know, so we can do a couple calls there. I do a lot of every other week calls, 
and, and I, a lot, let me, let me clarify. I think I probably have eight, nine uh, ongoing clients right at this moment, right? At any given point, some are coming off and some are going on. But I try not to get past 10 uh, because there's just not enough, there are not enough hours, right? There's a physical logistics challenge. Mm -hmm. So if you're doing, let's say you have 10 clients and you're doing every other week, that means five in week one, five in week two. So then you're like, oh, okay. So then I could do seven or eight across the week, but some people are like, I don't have that time. So then I do, I'll go till about four o'clock on the workday. And so at four o'clock, I will go, oh, I have a four o'clock, I have a five o'clock. And some people are like, I'm, I'm great for that five o'clock. And so I split it between mornings and later afternoons. I try not to do from two to four is my lowest energy time. And mm -hmm. so I try not to put, thing important, corporate or, or coaching. And by important, I mean anything where I have to be highly involved with high energy. So if I'm one of 12 people in a meeting and I'm just listening, I can be in that meeting at any, you know, two to four is great for that. Um, but I try and keep everything else out. And then I, I, I could not tell you how I do this uh, without mentioning Clarity Flow because the, the game I play is, hey, you get a call every other week and then you get access to me asynchronously through Clarity Flow. And mm -hmm. so with Clarity Flow, what happens is I go, here's a channel for just you. And when you have a question, you go in there. And when I have time asynchronously, I will answer it and give you new things to think about, upload videos or record a video. And that's absolutely fantastic, right? So those are the two things, right? Figuring out the time slots and, and then using an asynchronous video tool like Clarity Flow to keep the flow going in between. And I charge a high price, which allows me to make really good money on 10 clients. Yep. If you were just getting started, you might have to charge less and then work your way up over time. And that's, you know, I, I tell that to everyone, like you don't, you don't wake up and go, I'm an expert, so I deserve this much money. The, the money part of the equation is predicated on what someone else values the problem at, not how much your expertise you think is worth. Yeah, I really like the combo of like the, the live calls every two weeks and, and plus like asynchronous access. I, I, I see a lot of coaches doing that. And I, I think just practically it, it works really well. Not again, like not just for the convenience factor, but it's like you can cover some ground in between the sessions with like, I would imagine that it's like, here are some upcoming questions that I'm thinking about that we could touch on next time. Or, all right, we just had our call yesterday. The next day or two, some aha moments came up and, and, and I can get those across without waiting another two weeks when, when I'll probably forget them, you know? Yep. Love it. I mean, again, you, you've been doing this a long time. I've been asking a lot of coaches about, you sort of just got into it, but what are some of the tweaks or the improvements that you've made in your coaching practice, whether it's logistically tools or even just your approach to, to coaching and working with them that were, I don't know, that you might look back on as like major turning points where things started to really click, uh, whether it's recent or going back. Yeah. <clears throat> One of the biggest ones was about, I don't know, five, six years ago where I, I created multiple plans. So I used to have just twice a month. I mean, that was just, it felt like enough. It felt like the right pace. I was very comfortable. And every now and then someone would say, I just want like a monthly check-in. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, that doesn't sound like coaching. So go, go talk to someone else. <laughs> Cause it just didn't feel like the same thing. And eventually I introduced a one call a month plan. And then I had others who were like, I want, I want every week. 
How do I get, I, I want more of this. I want to keep, like you're giving me stuff to push on. I'm turning it around the next day. And so I introduced, you know, four times a month or every week call. And just, just having those options, right? Creating those options, a, a playlist that goes, we can do four, we can do two, we can do one, really allowed some people to step in at one and then climb to two and then climb to four. Mm -hmm. People who said, no, I want to start at four. And then after two months, I'd like to back down to two. And you go, all of that is fine, right? So that was helpful. And then I, you know, every, I think every two to three years, someone will come, can I have you be on a daily call? And, and, really? and I go, I go, well, okay. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that's way more money. And, but this one guy was like, I want to do 30 minutes every night at 10 PM. And I'm like, <laughs> that slot is open, right? Like there's nobody that wants to talk to me at 10 PM. And he was, he was in another part of the world. And it was, um, Monday through Thursday, 10 PM for half an hour. Wow. And it was that way for a year. Right. Mm -hmm. But that single, that single coaching client was, was doing, you know, like 15 K a month or something. And you're just like, incredible. Okay. That's like that if you want. Right. Yeah. But what you discover is, and, and I, I've said this before and I'll keep repeating myself. It's not, it's never about you. Yeah. Right. You think I have material and I have insight and I have expertise. It's never about you. It is always about them. And so they may say, I do better in the morning than the evening, or they may say I do better in the evening than the morning, or they may say I need every single week, or they may say I need just once a month check in. Whatever it is, it it was the it was the paradigm shift, and it started with me just you know I, I knew it's all about them, but over time you start realizing that it's all about them really affects every part of your practice, and so eventually you get to this place where you're like, yeah, let me craft packages that make sense for you. I, mean, I don't announce. A... Sorry, go ahead. I don't announce the everyday call one on anywhere, right? Sure. Like someone has to come clamor for it. But I I do create multiple steps, you know, in a product ladder so that people can decide where they want to be. Yeah, I mean, I've I've heard you speak about this idea of like a product ladder and and pricing and packaging in, in all sorts of products, right? But I, I am interested about in as we start to wrap up here, like maybe on on that same note, like how have you uh handled like packaging and pricing your your coaching like do you do things where like I, i've seen really different ways coaches handle this some are just like you know uh, session by session as as you need it go you know turn it on turn it off um, there are others who do sort of a commitment others who sell it in a package of four sessions or a quarterly set or quarterly set or whatever it might be how do you think about those different things and you know you, you've spoken a lot about taking pricing and packaging and matching it to a type of customer yeah. segment, right? Yeah. Like, how do you yeah. think about that? Like in, in your coaching? Yeah, no, it's, it's absolutely right on. And, and I will tell you that, um, I have, I have a three month commitment that is part of all my programs, right? Like you need to, you, when you're signing up, you need to sign up for three months because I can't do magic. Like we can't have, I mean, I will try every time to have one call and knock it out of the park. But at the end of the day, my insight is one-tenth of the equation. The other nine-tenths is your execution. So even if I give you the insight, you do nothing with it. It's not going to change everything. And so I have this three-month uh, minimum. I have never once held someone to that three-month minimum. If they're two months in and they realize I'm not ready to make these changes, can I pause? Or something cataclysmic happens in their business. Their partner exits the business and now they're like, I don't have time for this. I just yeah. have to survive, you know? 
Um, but at least I like the never... assumption is we're going to, we're going to go for at least three months. So, yeah. so what I do is I work with the assumption and I anchor on the assumption, but I never hold any, there's no written agreement that says you owe me the third month if you quit after two, mm-hmm. right? Um, I've never held anyone to that, but I'm just trying to anchor them to, it takes a little bit, it takes a quarter to, to see the adjustments and the ramifications of that. Mm-hmm. I am a huge fan of, of micro segmentation and packaging and pricing that go with it. What I know is that where you are in the stage of your business impacts where you can, you know, what you can pay and what you're doing. So I'm most comfortable if you have crossed the $500,000 a year revenue line and you're not yet at the $20, $25 million line, right? Mm-hmm. If you're in that space, you can pay my fees and, and we can give you real leverage and you can move forward. So what happens if you're under that? Like you're, you're making 200 grand and you're trying to get to 500 grand and you need help. So completely separate from my coaching plans, I created the over at Claire, um, which is clarity.fm, right? An old Dan Martell business that he sold at clarity FM. I, I do transactional calls. And oh, you did that. I didn't know you were on Clarity FM. Oh yeah. I think, I think I'm still like, I have slowed down the last year or two, but up about three years ago, I was the second or third most called person on that network. Oh, wow. Um, and, and so what are those when, like, like, do you, do you get totally new people who never yep. heard of you or do people like who know you like seek you out on there? Well, both half, uh-huh. half and half. See, probably two thirds don't know me. Uh-huh. They just find me through clarity. The other third get routed over there when they, they ping me and I go, here are my plans. And if this, with no shame, if this is too expensive, there's a per minute service at clarity.fm that you that you can sign up for and, and we can book a call. Now, the booking of the call is totally at my discretion. It's not, you know, I'm not rushing to fit that. Like I'll put it in and be like, oh, next Tuesday at, at 2 p.m. because I have nothing going on at that point. Um, it's also uh, discontinuous, meaning if you call me and we do a call and then you call three weeks later and like, you remember me? And I'm like, no, mm-hmm. I, I don't, right? Which is right. very different than when I get involved in my coaching client. So yeah. I draw that segment line and I go, if you're below this, this may be really economical for you. And there's no shame in that. But also it's transactional. You're not going to get clarity flow access to me. There's no asynchronous. You're not mm-hmm. connecting to my network. You're not invited to my conferences. Like coaching has its privileges. This is a transactional piece. Yep. On average, those calls may be like 200 bucks, mm-hmm. right? And so if you're paying 10 bucks a minute and you do a 20 minute call, 200 bucks versus thousands, you're like, this is a bargain. And yep. you go, yeah, that's great. Good for like a, like a quick, yeah. quick, quick take on something. So uh, Chris, I mean, always a ton of value and insight here. We can obviously go on for, for hours on, on any of these different rabbit holes here, but you know, chrislemma.com, motivationsai.com. We're going to get all this stuff. Motivationcode.com, coachfactory.co. I mean, there's, there's, especially for coaches, go check out coachfactory.co, become a VIP yeah. member, go check out motivationcode.com, take it for yourself, single assessment. If you love it, join the subscription. It's $99 a month and it gives you 200 assessments you can use with your clients. And if you want to figure out how do I use this with my clients? How do I make most use? We're creating a training course for that. So that'll be out soon. Love it. And I'm always available uh, to help you put it to practice, but we're teaching people how to use it in their proposals, how to use it in their deals, how to use it in their coaching, how to use it in uh, corporate transformation, uh, team development, team selection. We're putting this motivation, the motivational dimensions into everything we're doing. Awesome.
Well, Chris, thanks so much for doing this. And uh, yeah, look forward to connecting again. Awesome. Take care, buddy. So that wraps up today's episode of Clarity Cast. I hope you're able to get a few nuggets of clarity to help you grow your coaching business. You can watch the videos of these conversations on our YouTube channel. Like and subscribe to us there. And I'd really appreciate if you'd give the Clarity Cast podcast a five-star review in iTunes. That really helps us reach more folks like you. Today's episode was brought to you by our product, Clarity Flow. Try it for free at clarityflow.com, or you can book a free demo and consultation call to see how you can grow your coaching business on Clarity Flow. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you next time.